0: Off the ball I
1: don't think Springboks are in crisis because you would hate for a team that is so phenomenally good a year out from the World Cup to be world number one and then to go out in the quarterfinals
2: yes yeah, Stephen we, we know. subscribe
1: to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
2: It is Thursday's football show. Delighted that John Giles is with us this evening. Good evening, John.
0: Evening, Nathan.
2: There's a lot to talk about uh, over the past week in football. Whether it's uh, a heavy defeat for Liverpool last night, uh, Manchester United ending Arsenal's unbeaten start to the Premier League season, or maybe it is Thomas Tuchel gone as Chelsea manager already, and Graham Potter today appointed as manager. Uh, were you as surprised as everybody else to see Tuchel depart yesterday? Very, very much so,
0: uh, Nathan. I, I didn't. I, I thought he was his manager. Apparently, he was chief head coach. Mm. And uh, same with um, uh, Graeme Potter gone in. They're not. They're not. Not making the managers, Nathan. I think that is. I didn't realise that. I would have been uh, very fearful for, for Thomas Tuchel if I'd known that was the case there. Because what what they're saying really, you know, you, when you're not the manager, you you don't have the authority. Of manager, especially for getting players in that you want, in that like if you're a coach, you're a head coach. In other words, we do all that. You just get on with the team. And I didn't realise that, and and I think that's the way it's turned out.
2: They had ended last season quite poorly, and at the start of this season, uh, you know there was that tempestuous game against Spurs. They were well beaten by Leeds. The week after that, they suffered a defeat to Southampton, and then beaten on the opening night of the Champions League. Uh, had you noticed the decline in the standard of performances? Um, well, they weren't
0: as good as they were, and there's no doubt about that. But the, the, there was a huge upset, as we know, at the club. Mm. You know, the, with the with the with the, the change the, in ownership, change, change in ownership in a big way. Uh, it's like we've had two or three other guys coming in, uh, and, and the, 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 the 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 most what's his name? Todd Todd Bowley Baldy. I mean, he's he's never been out of the papers Mm. since he's come in, and he's he's the one that's getting the players. He's the one that's doing this and doing that, uh, which takes all the authority away from Tuchel, and that doesn't help in any ways in any football club because the players know it. You know, they're not pleasing the manager now. Mm. Like he's the head coach. Like the, the, the directors and owners, new owners, are doing the big business. I'd be very, very surprised because uh, they bought, bought four or five players in and spent, spent a lot of money. I'd be very surprised if Tuchel was in favour of all those guys.
2: Yeah, it does seem he got his man right at the end of the transfer window and that they signed Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. But Todd Bowley was very keen on signing Cristiano Ronaldo. It seems Tuchel managed to get his way there. They didn't sign Ronaldo. But you do wonder about the direction the club is going with an owner who seems hell-bent on having a very hands-on role and whether any high-profile manager will be willing to put up with that?
0: Well, I, I'd agree with that entirely. I mean, what's, what's happened with this guy? He's gone public with it. It does happen in a lot of clubs, Nathan, where the, 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 the individual that's doing what the Chelsea guy does keeps it quiet. You know, mm. in other words, the manager says, "I want Joe Bloggs, and he like, "No, no, 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 no chance of that." But he's not going out and buying somebody himself. Not buying him. he will be in charge of it. But in this case, uh, you know, this American guy, he's out in, the, out in the papers telling everybody what he's doing. And that's not good for the manager because, first of all, the players the players know it. Like, in my take in football, when I was in football, the manager was the boss. The manager got, got the players out and he got the players in. And you were playing for him. And when that that's not happening now at Chelsea... Because you don't know who's by I, I, I doubt very much if, if uh, uh, Thomas Tuchel was in, in favour of all the players that's come in. Nathan. Mm. As you say, he had a row with with the owner about Ronaldo. And that, I think that was a big row uh, that helped, helped to get him to sack because he, he would have fallen out with him over that. You know, he said, I don't want Ronaldo. And he was getting him. but In, in the football club, now, in my opinion, what should happen is the manager is the manager and the owners. And don't forget, he's never been in football. What is he supposed to know about football? He's got a lot of money and he's bought the place. But that doesn't mean he knows anything about football. Usually you employ an expert on situations like this, and that's the manager. And he guides, what's the point of picking him in the first place for making the manager if he's not allowed to buy the players that he wants to buy? So it, 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 that, that's, at the start, that's a mess. Once that happens to the club, it's a mess, Nathan. Because Tuchel, up to the, the, the change in, in, in ownership, has done a tremendous job mm. for Chelsea. I mean, all managers would have suffered uh, with, the, with the, the, the Russian situation there, right? But this guy's come in now, and he's in the papers every day, and, and you can tell he's the one that's dictating who comes in? That's why he had a big row. That shouldn't be in the paper that a director or an owner has a row with the with the what uh, head head coach now to say uh, he wanted him as much as he did, but Tuchel won the won the battle for him. Well, he didn't win the second battle. You know, sure. you can't you can't run it that way, It's Like you, when you apply a manager of the club, he's there for his expertise and you put your money in, you put your money on him. You don't buy a manager, you put a manager in, and that's that. telling the manager what to do, especially with the buying and selling of the players. It,
2: there does seem to have been a sense that he's been undermined by the change in, in ownership and a struggle to get to grips with that. There's also been quite a few stories that he was struggling with the dressing room as well, that his intensity, that the sort of... Uh, wide-eyed madness that we saw on the sideline against Tottenham had become a very regular thing that he was unbelievably harsh on the players when they were on the pitch and that it even shocked some of the substitutes what he would say about the players when they weren't doing what he wanted them to do and that maybe just lost the dressing room that there'd be no tear shed the fact that he had had left his manager like that level of intensity that he seemed to bring obviously it brought brilliant short-term success with the Champions League but is it sustainable long-term with players, do you think? Eventually, they just get fed up with every day, it's all in.
0: I, I think it can, right? But he was very successful doing what he was allowed to do. Mm. now, My take on it, I think he's a very well, high-tensity guy. Mm. And uh, I think what happened with him, I mean, his, 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 his conduct at Leeds in the match and his conduct with Conte was most unusual, Nathan, i mean after the leads of he said so we should have won that match i think he's a highly highly what sensitive guy
2: yeah he's highly strong
0: highly, highly strong definitely now he was okay until these new owners came in and i think what what he's had to put up with from them has reflected on his own behavior right. i think he's highly strong anyway uh nathan but if he's dealing with this american guy you tell me his name again, Todd Bowley. Yeah. Now, he wasn't there before. He was. He was actually in charge of the situation. But since he's come in for a ma- for a manager or the position that Tuchel is in, this is a total nightmare. Right? right. This guy wants to buy Ronaldo, and if you tell him as a manager what should happen, no, I, I don't. I don't want him. That should be the end of it. But there's a row over it, and he, and we don't know how many other guys he wants to get in that Tuchel said, no, I don't want him. This is a highly-strung guy, and I think that's what's happened to him. I think he's lost control of himself with the situation that he's in. And of course, if he does that, he's not going to be good with the players.
2: So you feel he's fighting too many battles?
0: Too many. It's got to him. It's got to him. I think he's a highly-strung guy that uh, was being tormented by this guy coming in. Because you don't know how many times this guy came to him and said, what about Joe Bloggs? I think we should get him. And he says, no. Like in the Ronaldo situation, uh, we should go for him. And the manager says, no, 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 I don't want Ronaldo. Now, he there, sh- there shouldn't be anybody in the club treating him in that way. He's the man. He's the expert. He's, he's been very successful with them in the short time he was there. Now you've got a, a, an American guy coming in who's never been in football, never managed to see him before in his life. Probably doesn't know, and usually with those guys, they don't know as much—half as much—about football as they think they do, and they should. That's why you employ a manager and, and good coaches to do what they're experts at. And he was very successful. The New guy comes in and starts telling him what to do. I think we should get him. I think we should. And in fact, I think some of the players he did buy, Tuchel, might, Tuchel mightn't be in favour of them anyway. And now he's got to get on with the job. And then he's losing matches. Not, didn't make a great start. He's lost a few matches. And he'd be, he'd be taking her out these players. That's my take on it anyway.
2: So he's gone. And Graham Potter has today been confirmed as the new Chelsea manager. Uh, it's a brilliant story. Nathan, How, can I
0: just interrupt you there, there? He hasn't been employed as the manager.
2: As the new head coach?
0: Yes. There's a huge difference in that, Nate. Like a manager is allowed to buy the players that mm. be, Get the players in that he wants. Head coach is not; he's a coach. In other words, these guys have have a license to get the players in. And said, "Right, you're the coach. You get on with it now." There's a big difference between having you have, having the, the, the right as a manager to buy the players in that you want, not to buy the players deal deal with the players that the owners want. I mean, I, I think I said to you before in this program, Nathan. In my opinion, in football, ninety percent of the job. In management, is having the freedom, if we, call, if we call it freedom, to get the players in that you want. Every manager has a vision of what he wants on the pitch. And to fulfil the vision, if that's the right word as well, you get the players in that you want. And no two managers... I, I dealt with Norman Hunter as my assistant, Nobby Stiles as my assistant. And there were loads of times we disagreed about players in other words I think he's really good I wouldn't mind and, and Nobby with him now. I wouldn't have him I'd have Joe Bloggs so everybody has their own individual ideas of what they want on the pitch that's the vision I get him in I get him in that's how you in and that's how you have the team right now if you've got somebody like the, the owner there said, I want Joe Bloggs in well he could say well no I don't really I don't want him tough you're having him that's the way it works Nathan it's very significant when you see somebody's head coach in relation to manager. The manager's in charge of getting getting the players in that he wants and getting rid of the players he doesn't want. When you're the head coach, the fact that you're head coach doesn't give you that power to do that.
2: So, you signed
0: of... on for it. You know, you signed on for it. Yeah. It, it, just like I can't remember the two commit when he came in. Did he sign on as a manager or did he sign on as a head
2: coach? Well, I think he came in as a head coach on the understanding. I guess the best scenarios are the ones where the head coach and the director of football or the technical director are on the same wavelength all the time. And that the the head coach has the right amount of influence so that the technical director, whoever's making that final decision, is there's a symmetry there, which obviously seemed to be lacking at Chelsea. Uh, over the course of the summer where as you say Todd Bowley wanted to go one way and Thomas Tuchel wanted to go the other. Uh, on, on Graham Potter then coming in uh, as the head coach at Chelsea like uh, Brighton last season top half of the table, the first time in their history uh, they've started this season really well, scored five at the weekend against Leicester, we remember the opening weekend victory against Manchester mm-hmm. United. From what you've seen at Potter, does he look ready for a club of Chelsea stature?
0: Well I don't know how much power he had at Brighton. I don't know. I assume he had a lot of power to do what he needed to be done. And I'm sure he got in the players that he wanted. Right? Uh, If I were advising him at Chelsea, I'd say don't take that job. I don't think a manager... went. And I think he knows where he's walking into there. If you don't have control of the situation... And I don't think he will, because I don't think this, this, this owner let, let anybody have charity. Of course, mm. he can, he'll coach them. But he's not the manager, uh, Nathan. And 90% of the job is getting the players in you want and getting rid of the players that you don't want. So, obviously, he's, he's going to be well paid, and good luck to him. But I, I, if I were advising him in a footballing sense, and there is a lot of money involved in it, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. Do-
2: from what you've seen of Brighton does he does he look like a manager if he does have the influence that he wants and that he needs that he can make chelsea better
0: well i, I keep going back on it Nathan getting rid of the players and getting players in that you want is 90% of the job mm. so he, he knows when he's going in or else he wouldn't you know i think he knows going in that he's going to have to put up with this They've done it to Chukov, so they're going to him. They haven't made a manager. They haven't made a animat- head coach. In other words, you train the players. You do this with the players. You do that with the players. But you don't. Ha- you don't have control of who comes in and who goes out. And I think ultimately, you, you pay the price for that. Because right, l- they have the money. They bought. A, they have bought a lot of players in, right? But again, it's everybody has has a, 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 a view as a manager, Nathan, of who to bring you. This is what I want. This is what I believe in. This is the team I want. But you can't have that. You can't fulfill that that dream of having those players if somebody else is bringing in the players. Now, I know I'm going on a good word, but, but but it's vital, Nathan. It's absolutely vital. I, I know, I, like, I, I was a manager for a while, and I, I had an experience at West Brom where, where the, 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 and they were directors, they weren't even owners always when it came to uh, a player, they wanted to have the say in it. Yeah. And, you, and you pay the price a lot. Now, it can work in terms of, you, they can be lucky and get the right players in. They can be, but they want to be very lucky, Nathan, because everybody has a view of what, what they want to do with the team and the player that got, fills that particular position for them. In my opinion It's 90% of the job To have that freedom Get rid of the players You don't want And get rid of the, Get the players in That you do want
2: uh, Well one of the teams You manage John Is currently in action In the Europa Conference League It's Shamrock Rovers Against your gardens It's in Tallis Stadium Let's go over to Stephen Doyle Because steve Rovers probably the best chance Of the game so far
1: absolutely yes it was uh, Jack Byrne and Rory Gaffney two subs brought on in the 60th minute Nathan uh, three subs in total came on Sean Cavanagh as well central midfield for the hoops uh, in response to four substitutions made by the opposition manager we're just seeing it Vardson breaking through here on the Rovers goal he's on the edge of the box Nathan has a shot with his right foot and it's with the outside of his boot a really clever shot from the garden striker and it just goes wide of the post there and it will be a goal kick to Shamrock Rovers but as you mentioned their best chance coming at 67 minutes on the clock now nil nil still but their best chance coming a couple of minutes ago Jack Byrne with a brilliant ball from deep inside his own half, over the top and I was talking to Vinny Perth here, Vinny was saying, look, they just need to get Rory Gaffney one-on-one with the uh, right centre back for a yard guard because we have seen Aaron Green doing it a couple of times and you could see that he was creaking under the pressure a little bit, Rory Gaffney comes in and he breaks through to run onto that uh, brilliant ball from Jack Byrne but by the time he got to it, the angle was just a little bit too tight, there was no support in the box, he tried to poke it to the goalkeeper's legs, uh, but unfortunately for him the keeper managed just to keep it out of his goal eventually Eurogarden uh, cleared it away but uh, we're just going to see uh, another substitution made by the Swedish club here and also Ronan Finn is coming off for Shamrock Rovers and he's replaced by Neil Ferugia so he's going to cause them a bit of problems with his pace as well Nathan but uh, 68 yeah. minutes of the clock is still Rovers nil your garden nil
2: Vinny Perth is there alongside you Vinny this has been very impressive from Rovers in the second half
1: yeah they've grown into the game and probably showed a little bit too much respect to your Gardens in the first half but they've really really grown into and and I suppose the bench emptying the bench has really helped them Perugia now coming on real pace but the Gaffney one is really interesting Uh, they're not afraid to end up one on one at the back shore gardens and Gaffney's pace has really hurt them and Jack Bourne has has done what he normally does get on the ball and and made Rovers tick so really the the opportunity here is to go and win this game Um, Well, we've got 22 minutes to go. Rovers can win this game. They've got to sense this opportunity, and it's up to the players now and the crowd to play the part a little bit, a little bit flat at times, play the part and drag them over. This is a huge opportunity to get three points in this group.
2: All right, still scoreless. 20 minutes left. All our football coverage brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. We're back with more from John Giles next. You're welcome back to Thursday's football show. Still scoreless between Shamrock Rovers and Your Garden in Talla in the Conference League. Manchester United are one 0 down at Old Trafford against Real Sociedad. A penalty for the Spanish side scored by Mendes um, on 59 minutes has given them the lead in that one. very harsh call on Manchester United for handball against Lisandro Martinez it was a shot from close range that uh, as he threw himself at it deflected off his knee uh, clipped off his arm it's one of those uh, that you're rarely seen given but I'm fairly sure there's no VAR in the uh, Europa League group stage it would have been overturned otherwise but it means Manchester United are behind one all for West Ham in their game uh, John Jaw has been very patient and he is still with us John we might turn our attention to Liverpool because they really haven't kicked on from that 9-0 victory against Bournemouth. A scoreless draw, uh, a wide-open scoreless draw against Everton. Uh, Frank Lampard's side created any amount of chances. And then they were battered 4-1 by Napoli last night. And it seems to be the same problems in every game. There's no pressure intensity in midfield. They're holding this high line that's getting exposed again and again. Uh, are you surprised Jurgen Klopp hasn't already made a change to his system to put a stop to this?
0: Well, I'm surprised that the playing as poorly as they are, mm. uh, Nathan. You know, um, like the same players, I know they have one or two injuries, um, but it's the intensity that I'd be worried about if I was a Liverpool supporter because without that intensity, you're not the Liverpool team that we've seen over the last few years, which has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, The other night, I mean, the defending, I mean, Gomez was poor. Alexander was poor again. Van der uh, de sorry, Van Dyke, yeah, Van Dyke uh, has been a great player for him, and he wasn't good the other night. I mean, if you got that three out of the out of the back four not doing their stuff, and as you said, they've got this high line, uh, like it's 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 very very hard to understand how they've lost the intensity that they had that made them one of the great teams. And and it's and, and and you're quite right when you say there Nathan, that it's happening in too many matches. Mm. You know, I mean, they had a good result against uh, Newcastle and they scored in the last second of of, of overtime. But I mean, there would be the time where they 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 killed Newcastle. And last week the, the Liverpool Everton match was a good match. Everton did play well and there was a lot of intensity in their play, which made it a real match. But Liverpool weren't good, and that was a very very disappointing and his performance uh, against Napoli the, the other night. and John, He's got, he's got you, problems there. Yeah, no?
2: you, you went through the defenders there and the different mistakes mm. and how they keep being exposed. Do you put it down to the back four not being at it or is it more of an issue with the midfield that... It just feels an awful lot of them balls that are going in behind Liverpool defence never got that far before because a Henderson or Fabinho or a them going back two or three years would always win a tackle or turn it over, whereas now they just seem to be so easily got at in the middle of midfield. Well, well,
0: that, that happens, Nathan, but that's what defenders are for, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, Obviously, the easier the, the game for the defenders is when they're dominating in midfield, and they're attacking most of the time. And if you look at Liverpool over the last two or three years, if you look at any match, they're attacking most of the time. So therefore, the defenders don't come into it, right? But when the defenders have to come into it, like they're doing now, that, that's their job as well. You know, to, 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 okay, the, the, the midfield lads are not doing their, the front lads are not doing their stuff. But then you defend, you don't, when you're defending, you don't have to give goals away, Nathan, when you're doing it. Mm. You know, like, the, I, I keep going on about the, the, uh, Alexander, for example. You know, like, every time every match I see him in, he's, he's, he's on the empty area the halfway line. Manchester United matched the sec- second goal last week. He was on the halfway line yeah. when the ball was in the back. That type of thing. So there's no so,
2: real difference there with Alexander-Arnold, no. except he's having, whereas before he might have had to defend once a game, now I, he's having l- to defend four or five times a game. Exactly. And he's not good enough.
0: And he's not doing it. No, cuz they were attacking most of the time now now uh, and now when you're when you're not attacking all the time and if you're defending most of the time that's when the defenders really have to do their stuff you know and that, and that's not happened certainly didn't happen the other night you know they, they, they weren't getting in midfield they weren't attacking the way they, they they have been when they were at their best last year and the last the last few years now you're now if you're not attacking the way you were now you have to defend but you have to defend then I mean we were so easily beaten the other night uh, you know it, it was just just playing wrong I mean there's some matches in teams like Liverpool where you have to defend say for 75 percent of the game you come off with no score though no yeah. that's what happens that's what happens in great teams uh, and and the way they're, they're, they're going through it at the moment like they look like they're concede they're not attacking as much as they, they they have been for many reasons I think they they, they, they don't forget they, they had all all the midfield players they have Nathan they've had them for a couple of years winning things with them you know now now they're, now they're not doing their stuff you know they need something and I think they're trying to get somebody now but still, I, I, all in all though when you're defending when you have to defend then you defend
2: Harvey Elliott's playing a lot of games in midfield a very different type of midfielder to what they've had before and you know, a very young player he's only 19 years of age what have you made of his performances so far? Sorry, what was that? Who's that? Uh, Harvey Elias. I like him.
0: I think he's a good player. I mean, he's only a young fella coming into it. You know, he, sh- he shouldn't be the best midfield player. Mm. You know, he's only he's only a young fella. He's inexperienced. So the players around him, uh, like Henderson and, and uh, uh, one or Fabinho, two or the other, like,
2: yeah.
0: Mourinho, you know, they they're, they're not doing it at the moment, Nathan. You know. Mm. he's just not doing it but that kid is a really good player I think he's been the best midfield player in the last few matches I've seen it's like he's he's doing his stuff as, as an inexperienced kid uh, but but it's not happening around him that's for sure and I think did they, did they get a, a, a midfield player?
2: Yeah they did Arthur came in and came on last night for the last few minutes against Napoli
0: Yeah well they need somebody in the middle of the field uh, to get a grip get a grip of the game most of the time but that's what they've done so well over the years. I mean, they've won what they've won and played brilliantly without a really top-class midfield player, a really top-class one. You know, mm. like they've had Henderson. Henderson's okay. He does a job. Milner does a job. Uh, Tiago is probably. Did we the best. did
2: we underestimate how important that job was when you look at how they seem to have fallen apart when they're not there?
0: Yeah, they, well, they 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 did so well with the players that they had up front as well, Nathan. You know, they had brilliant players up front who scored in goals and 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 obviously keeping the pressure off the defense in many times. But the defenders have defended better than we've seen this season. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. You know, the the the, uh, the central defenders, Van Dijk, for example, uh, is not playing as well as he well as he can. like Alexander is is is, is his Poor defender, But they were they usually on top for so for so long, and he's brilliant in forward positions, absolutely brilliant. But when they're not doing that, then then it's trouble because he's not defending. He's not a good defender, and and they're not attacking as much as that. So when they're asked to defend, which they haven't done in, for a long time, it's exposing them in in a way which is very very bad for Liverpool.
2: Mm. Uh, Manchester United they're currently 1-0 down in the Europa League at home against Real Sociedad but four wins in a row in the Premier League beat Arsenal at the weekend Uh, Christian Eriksen playing in a slightly deeper role than he was in the first couple of matches in alongside Scott McTominay Bruno Fernandes in front of him what have you made of Eriksen as a midfielder for United so far?
0: Well he's always been a very good player uh, Nathan very good player and he hasn't always been a midfield player that they used to call the general. You know, he could get a few goals. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't dominate a game and control the game. He was a very valuable player because of what he could do. He could use the ball from a deep position. He could score a few goals for you. But um, but to be fair, there's not there's not many of those players around. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at players, you'd say, well, he can control the game. He's the general in there, like Graeme Souness was at his best uh, for Liverpool. But most most of the teams don't have it liverpool don't have it manchester united don't have it at the moment anyway uh, but but the but they've certainly improved i think i think the big thing for manchester united is that i think uh, ten hag has got a grip of ronaldo
2: yeah left him out
0: he left him out he brought him on uh, and i think he's... De- whatever whatever well whatever way he's approached it with ronaldo because when he went there, Ronaldo said I want to leave. And then he then he, then he got soft on him. I mean, you remember in the next, uh, sorry one of the friendly matches, he, was, he, he took him off and, and he, he left the dressing room before the ground before the end of the game. You, know, you can't do that. So I think he's got a grip of the players that haven't been behaving, particularly Ronaldo. Ronaldo is a great player and has been a great player for a long time. He'd have a huge influence. And that group of players, huge. Now, if the players can see him messing about, leaving the ground before the, the the match is over and all that carry on, the manager has to get a grip on that or he'll get nowhere. And I think he's getting a grip on the on, on the, the, the group of players now.
2: It was Arsenal's first defeat of the season and there was a sense of same old Arsenal afterwards. They played very well, but couldn't get the job done. i concede, you know, Two bad goals. They, again, had a very high line and were caught in the counter-attack. What was your sense of Arsenal? Did we learn a lot about them? Was the first five victories a bit of a false dawn?
0: Uh, no, I think they played well in, in, in those matches, Nathan. And, it, again, they, they, they have a lot of good forward players. Really good. So most of the matches, they, they, they do their stuff and they get in front and... It, 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 it's easier to hold on to it when you're in that position and they're capable of scoring goals at any time. I mean, in the early parts of the game the, the other night, they were well on top. You know, if I was a betting man I'd have put a few quid on them winning the match mm. after the first 15-20 minutes. But when they had to defend, they were terrible. I mean, the goals they conceded were awful. Really goals. So, again, you have to be due to anything. To you have to have the forwards scoring goals and you have to be able to defend. That's how you get a great team. And they didn't do that the other night. Definitely didn't didn't do it. So they were disappointed in that sense. Again they were cut out, uh, you know, through balls through the defence, and it was very, very poor defending. Very poor defending. But when they got forward, they did well. And in the end, Manchester United deserved to win it. To be fair to Manchester United, they played well. They got a grip of the game. Good forward players. new lad that they brought in looks a good player. Mm. But I think I think the main thing is that the manager is getting a grip of the squad. No more messing. No more messing for Ronaldo, or anybody else for that matter. I think the players realise now, this fella's not a soft touch. He's going to get on with it, and, and, and he'll do what needs to be done.
2: I fear we may uh, get sick talking about the brilliance of Erling Haaland between now and the end of the season. Uh, a couple more goals in the Champions League during the week. 12 goals in 8 matches for Manchester City. Uh, on a scale of 1 to Jimmy Greaves, just how good is he?
0: Well, he's different. You know, like, it's very seldom you've got great players the same. Mm. You know, Dennis Law was different to, to, to Jimmy Greaves. But Greaves was a genius at what he did. You know, He scored his goals differently to to Haaland. Haaland is a big lad, uh, very quick, uh, reads it well. He's in there, um, probably works a bit harder when he doesn't have the ball to Jimmy Greaves. Uh, But Jimmy Greaves, anybody you could live with, Nathan, you know. He was a genius. Mm. You see the amount of goals he scored at a time when the pitches were bad and all that. So great goalscorer. Dennis Law was, was a great player as well. Different. Haaland is different. They're all different in their own ways. But what's great about him, what is he about six foot five,
2: six think, five, yeah.
0: Right? His balance is brilliant. He's quick as lightning. Uh, he gets in the box, he gets in at the, the, the areas where you've seen him where uh to bring a couple of matches now hit a terrific. but he was there almost on the goal line, but in. So he has he has that knack, if you call it knack, that great players have for scoring goals. You won't see him in the game much, you know? As I used to say that about him. All he does is score goals. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> what else do you most, want from him?
0: Yeah, the most important thing on the, on, on the game, and, and and I must be honest now. In Ronaldo, when I saw Ronaldo at Manchester, I thought he was a lazy devil. You know, yeah, he wasn't getting back in that. Well, but then, I, obviously, I changed my mind because he was scoring goals left, right, and centre wherever he went. But Haaland is different. But they're all different. You know, he, he, in, in, as I said in my time it was Law, Law, and Greaves were the main goal scorers. Totally different. Dennis Law was aggressive, lightning fast. Anything flying across the box, he was lightning, and 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 could dish it out as well. Dennis, very very aggressive in his play. Jimmy Greaves wouldn't. I, I, mean, I played against Jimmy Reeves one time. We went in a tackle, and he won the tackle, and the referee gave a free kick against him. And he said, "Bloody hell, referee! It's the only tackle I won all year." And you "Like Jimmy? J- Jimmy was like that." Yeah. But but the lads that played with him, you know. Uh, you'd live with him
2: But would you look at Haaland As a midfielder And think I would love to play with that guy Like while he doesn't touch the ball A huge amount he, he he always seems to pick his moment To make his runs He's always making those little darts Quite often he doesn't Get it When he wants it As a midfielder Would you feel Yeah I could feed him constantly
0: Oh yeah You'd live with him You'd live with him You know Even if, if he missed a chance or two And 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 he's going to be One of those lads If he wasn't chasing You know the way The high press and all that Hmm I don't think he's good at that, Nathan. You know? But you'd, <laughs> but you'd live with him. Do you know what I mean? There's other lads, like we played with, say, Joe Jordan. Joe was a great worker, great. He wasn't a great goalscorer. But he chases, he chase his legs off. You know, when it wasn't called, the, just getting after the defenders and that. Yeah. So you could live with Joe, although he, he, he wasn't a great finisher. Not like the lads we're talking about. But he was as honest as the day was long. You know? They're all different, They're all different if you look back at them over the time. And, and, and the two of you in my time was, was Law, Law and uh, Greaves. Who would you have? <laughs> you could pick either of them for what they did. You know, Dennis was aggressive. Jimmy Greaves wasn't. But Greaves was a genius. Absolute genius, what he could do. You, you would certainly live with him. You know, Dave McKay and, and, and all, all the great players that they had, They'd live with
2: Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. Just before we let you go, John, uh, Leeds took a heavy beating at the weekend 5 2 against Brentford. They'd yeah. seven points after three games with that 3 0 victory against Chelsea. Uh, since then, a defeat to Brighton, a draw against Everton, and then conceding the five against Brentford. What do you see with Leeds? Any of uh, you concerned? I'd
0: be a bit I'd be, I definitely would be a bit worried. Nathan, I think they'll lose goals I might have said this on your program Mm -hmm. last week they don't defend well they're very very like Bielsa was and when they're at their best and I think what he's done actually I don't think he's changed the style of play I think when Bielsa was there with the training I think the training was very very hard all the time Nathan and I think the player I think it wore the players down uh, near the end of his particular time there now what I think he's done with, with the instead of training them hard every day. He might train them hard twice a week. Not every day. Yeah. You know? But but the way that they play, I think they will concede a lot of goals, I think they'll concede a lot of goals. So they're going to have to score a lot of goals. That's what they did with Bielsa. And it 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 they're never going to be secure. You know? Like last week the the defendant in the match was, was, was Really dreadful, really dreadful. So, uh, I'd be I'd be concerned for them as a, as a as next an player and, yeah. and, and hoping to do well, Nathan. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be optimistic, but I I, I think they probably score enough goals to stay up. All
2: right. but well, no
0: more than that. No more than that.
2: Uh, your former club Shamrock Rovers are doing well tonight still scoreless against your gardens Europa Conference League they are into injury time five minutes of injury time in talent Jack Byrne onto his left foot oh he takes a shot from 30 yards well saved uh, by the keeper and it stays scoreless there so uh, John great stuff as always good to talk to you tonight we'll talk to you next Thursday yep thanks Nathan uh, if you miss any of John Judge, you can get the podcast as always every Thursday on the OTB Podcast Network. So we go to Tala to check in with Steve-O and Vinnie Perth in a minute. Manchester United still trailing by a goal to nil at home against Real Sociedad. And West Ham leading 2-1 in their conference league clash with FCSB. We'll take a break.